You're listening to the Bulldog Hour, getting you inside the Wilson football program with weekly game previews, recaps, highlights, and interviews. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Bulldog Hours fifth season. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be back. It's been a little bit since we talked to Wilson football on on the show. I feel like it has been. Maybe but it hasn't been that long. Yeah, it's been two months. It was it was yeah. February, so we'd like to check in every now and again. It's to- also hard to keep track because, like, not just this one. We talk about this a lot. Like on a lot of the things we do, but the conversations we have aren't all that different from like when we record aren't really all that different from the conversations we just have all the time. Right. It's so it's, it is a little difficult to keep track sometimes. Like, did we talk about that on a show or was that just us talking? Right. Right. Yeah. Sometimes it all runs together and we don't quite recall, but (laughs) it's been two months since we talked Wilson football on the air at least. So here we are again to address some of the things that have happened since the end of February, which, to be honest, isn't that much. There isn't a whole bunch of new stuff going on uh, surrounding the Wilson football program, but we're going to touch on some things. A lot of announcements, kind of program housekeeping, getting some information out there. But we do have one cool thing we're going to do this evening, and that is we're going to uh, showcase the helmet that the team will be wearing this fall. And why is it any different than any other year? They're they're not, you know, they're not going to undergoing a drastic change like the logo i mean isn't changing the base logo isn't changing things like that there isn't going to be it's not a red helmet or anything like that you know nothing crazy it's just they're celebrating a special uh year because well it's the 75th season 2019 is the 75th season of wilson football so there's going to be just little things throughout the year to you know honor and dedicate the season kind of celebrate past, present, and future of the program. And one of those ways to do it is little tweaks to uh, the uniform or the helmet, and that's the route that the team went. And the, I guess, kind of final sample arrived, and uh, Matt Bender sent me some pictures of it, and uh, I was like, well, we got to get this out to the world. (laughs) And I waited a few days. I know I've had it for a little bit. I showed Justin recently, but um, not too many other people have seen it. I know a few have, obviously. I'm sure some of the coaches have already seen it. I'm not sure about the players. I honestly don't know. I don't know if the players have seen it yet. I don't know if they have any information on, on the helmet as it is or as it's going to be, but in a little bit, we will be showing that off. Hopefully everyone everyone really likes it. But the rest of the things that we're going to be talking about this evening are almost recaps or adding some additional info to a lot of the stuff that we talked about last time we were on the air two months ago. And that revolves around the Lancaster Lebanon League realignment and future schedules. Now we're going to talk about this season's schedule and 2020. We're going to talk about the recruiting cycle that's coming up now because we we talked about 2019 you know those seniors that are graduating in june and have committed to play um athletically in college can continue their academic career uh, as well as playing some uh, athletics both football and we had a few lacrosse as well and we already documented that so we're gonna talk this evening about the seniors to be the rising seniors i think isaiah was in the paper today uh, for like, you know, how they do the, the recruiting. They, every now and then they throw one out there. Okay. Um, like football college bound. Yeah. Kind yeah, of yeah. I think Isaiah was in, in there today. Oh, great. Yeah, I didn't, so. I didn't see that. So I will have to, uh, I will have to check that out. So, uh, before we do that, you know, just kind of our standard, uh, announcements here, we want to make sure that you're following us and, uh, getting updates from us whenever you can. So make sure that you like, uh, the Bulldog Hour on Facebook, as well as the main Wilson Bulldogs football page. Follow us on Twitter at Bulldog Hour, at Mr. Raffoff, and at Coach Joe Mays. And on Instagram as well, the main Wilson account is at Wilson Bulldogs Football, and our show account is at Bulldog Hour. And you definitely want to be hitting up BulldogHour.com throughout the the season in particular, but the offseason as well. I keep that updated and post announcements there, including a lot of what we're going to be talking about this evening. 
elsewhere here at the show, we want to uh, thank our sponsors. We're going to do a little bit of a reset here. Um, you know, it's been a while since we uh, have talked about the sponsors in any major capacity, and it's been a while. Um, you know, just it's a new season, so we just want to thank uh, May Sandwich Shop for continuing their sponsorship and everyone that has helped donate to us in the, in the past. Uh, a lot of individuals, almost all of them, always want to remain anonymous, so we're not going to put their names out there, but we appreciate everyone that has helped us uh, in the past and is helping us again this year. And there are many ways that you can support us here at the show, including sponsorships and advertising, in-kind donations, and I mentioned the website. That's a great place to see that you're enjoying our content. The more hits there, the better. And then, like we mentioned every time, and it's Justin's favorite, spreading the word. Yeah, like and share, just get our name out there and let people know about us. We we hear people all the time. Like pretty much every game that we're at, people come up to and say, "Oh, we didn't know that you're the ones that did this." Or someone sent me your recent video and and it was great. You know, keep it the good work. And that's all because people you know like and share. Just let people know, whether it's uh, through social media or it's uh, by mouth or email or whatever. Just uh, let people know. Uh, let football fans know that uh, we're out here and. Uh, continue to support us in that way and we truly appreciate it our next show will be kind of the calm before the storm it'll be the last kind of off-season update while the kids will be a full-on in their summer program they're not quite there where people are really you know the, the general public is quite thinking about wilson football at the end of june but there's going to be a lot that have happened between now and then so we will have another live show two months from now on sunday june 23rd at 8 30 and we will be talking about it. Uh, well, really recapping some of the things that we're going to preview this evening and let you know are happening in the next two months. And lastly, the final two things: the fundraisers that continue to go on, game USB drives and DVD sales are available, as are the game used jerseys. All this information can be found on BulldogHour.com. Just go to the store, the shop, the merchandise, all that good stuff can be found at BulldogHour.com. And besides those two fundraisers, there's also uh, team and program merchandise available as well. Bulldog Hour shirts, some Wilson football tees, and a variety of things. So if you're interested in any of that, check that out. Or if you'd like to see them in person, all the stock I have is available at May's Sandwich Shop to buy. Unfortunately, cash only because that's the way we got to operate with a business inside a business, I guess, is the way that works out. So we got we to gotta keep that to cash because I don't have a way to take credit card. But uh, you, know, you can always email me, at joe at bulldoghour.com, or send an email to wilsonbulldogsfootball at gmail.com, and uh, I will get back to you as soon as possible. 2019 schedule shouldn't be anything new. We've been talking about it for the better part of five months now. Uh, heat week, you know, heat acclimatization will start August 5th. The three-a-day summer camp will start August 12th with the first scrimmage being against Parkland at home this year on August 17th. That's a Saturday. It usually starts in the mid-morning around 10 o'clock. The regular season will kick off the next Friday, August 23rd, also at Gursky Stadium against Central Dauphin. So that is a, a great kickoff game. And then we get to come back the next week during Labor Day weekend. This year, Mifflin will be played in Shillington on August 30th. Wilson stays on the road for game number three, September 6th at Springford. And that will be the last meeting with the Springford Rams uh, for probably the next two years at least uh, because of LL realignment and other things going on. Springford won't be on the schedule in 2020 and 2021, at least last I knew. Then September 13th will be the mandated LL Section 1 versus Section 2 crossover game, once again against the Mannheim Central Barons, but they will come to Gursky Stadium this year for the fourth game of the season on Friday, September 13th. League play starts the next week at Millersville to take on Penn Manor, and the games will alternate home and away from then on out, where at Penn Manor the 20th, host Mannheim Township the 27th, October 4th will travel to Hempfield, then on October 11th, the game versus Warwick is at home at Gursky, and that is the 75th season celebration weekend. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. But October 11th and October 12th, you definitely want to have marked on your calendar for events that you don't want to miss related to the Wilson football program. October 18th, Wilson goes to Cedar Crest, followed by the home finale and senior night against McCaskey on October 25th. As far as I know, the playoffs are going to follow the same schedule as last year, meaning 
Uh, District 3, 6A will have uh, three rounds with the quarters, semis, and championship the 1st, 8th, and 15th of November, followed by a week off, and then the state playoffs will resume on November 30th with the state final December 7th. So that just gives you an idea of what's going to be happening across Pennsylvania high school football once the regular season ends at the end of October. Anything jump out to you there, Justin, about the 2019 schedule? Um, just a couple things, you know, um, when you look that non-link schedule again is going to be, going to be tough. Um, you know, and I know that's kind of something that's talked about every year, um, just with that schedule and, and kind of how like, you know, you know, central dolphin is going to be primed and ready to go. Um, you know, going to Mifflin is not going to be any easy task. <laughs> and then, you know, going to Springford um, is not going to be easy. Uh, again, you know, they make districts pretty much every year down there. Like that non-league schedule. Oh, and then to top that off, you have your mandated crossover game against Mannheim Central, who is, you know, probably the heavy favorite to win section two. You know, like right. it's just... Yeah, um, not an easy task. Right, that first half of the schedule. And then, you know, you top that off, you know, you have your your Section 1 opponents that, you know, like Township and, and Hempfield and, and all those teams. Um, you know, I, I was thinking, like, as, as I look at the dates, I'm like, man, um, you know, we – Due to some crazy circumstances, we had to drive the equipment truck to the McKesky game last right, year. Right, yeah. And, like, everybody was asking me, like, what's your plan if your wife goes into labor? I'm like, we've got time. We've got time. She had the baby a few days later. Yeah, it was, like, um, three days later. Yeah, so we did not actually have all that not much a lot more of time. time. No, and not so, a lot like, when I saw the date on the schedule this year, I know, the, I know the date's not exactly the same from one year to the next, but it's usually only off a day. A one. day. Right. Yeah. So, because uh, it wasn't leap year, so... I'm just like next year, um, next year, leap year, next year. Yeah, so I'm like, <laughs> man, we really did not have that much time. But doesn't matter, right? Past yeah. Justin did okay, right? Exactly. Future Justin is not paying for the sins of past <laughs> Justin, so we're we're good to right. go. We're right. good to go. But yeah, so I mean, you know, the schedule looks a lot like last year's, um, but it, it'll be interesting to kind of see how that how that plays out over, um, you know over the summer and, and as things develop and as you get a look for our team and as you, you start to hear things about those other teams. But like we said, the first couple weeks, especially that first week is always such a, I think teams, teams have made the adjustment to playing that first week. I know last week, sorry, what used to be zero week, you know, like last year was our first year playing that this mm -hmm. year. It'll be interesting to see, but it's a different team. So it's hard to say like if anything we see that's different this year could be attributed to, us having a better grasp of what that does to the team, or if it's just different because it's a different team, you know, yeah. like it's, I, I don't know that th there's no really correlation or even causation there at all, but it'll, it'll just be interesting to see how things play out in that early season, um, you know, against that tough schedule. Yeah, it is an, it is a great schedule. Again, the, the second year in a two year cycle, is it shocking? You know, when, when, no. when we debuted it, a year plus ago for the, the current two-year cycle for the start in 2018. You know, we got to see that Mifflin wasn't the first game anymore right, and then Mannheim Central, Central was on the schedule. So that was interesting. This year, you're just flip-flopping home and away the from The Mannheim Central year. ones are interesting because while no one involved, like, in the teams necessarily wants that game, you know, like, Mannheim Central isn't fond of that game. I know Wilson's probably not real fond of that game. And they're both rather outspoken about it. Um, everybody that's, like, paying to watch football on Friday nights – is very intrigued by that game right you know like yeah. and and no, so right. it, it's one of those things that that's kind of interesting when it comes to to that standpoint so yeah so all right well that is uh the 2019 schedule and again i mentioned uh the game against warwick uh week eight or game eight october 11th that game's at gursky and that is the night that the uh, tradition club and the football team are going to be celebrating the 75th season, that's the big event. Friday night against Warwick, the Tradition Club will be welcoming back the uh, five previous champions from years that ended in nine. So 1969, 1979, 1989, 1999, and 2009 championship teams will be honored during that game against Warwick. So if you are a member of that team, and it's not just the seniors, it's anyone on that team, coaches, players, trainers, managers, whatever. If you're a member of one of those teams, 79, 89, 99, 09, oh, I missed 69, 
you uh, you're welcome to come back and uh, you know reach out to the Tradition Club. Send me an email, wilsonbulldogsfootball@gmail.com, and just tell us that you're going to come back and celebrate with us. And then the next day, um, with the the Saturday, the day after the Warwick game, is going to be the alumni flag football game and an evening reception for um, members past and present of the football program. So this is a big event. It is a fundraiser. So we're trying to raise funds for the program. So there is going to be, you know, tickets and a gate fee. There's going to be merchandise and um, concessions available. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a, a variety of people coming back to um, to play in the game and to organize the game. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's Saturday, October 12th at Gursky Stadium. We're going to kick things off at 6 o'clock. However, gates will open a little earlier at 4.30. It's going to be time to uh, meet some of the players, you know, take photos, maybe get some autographs, just kind of hang out, have a good time, see some people you haven't seen in a while. And then... Um, then we'll play a flag football game. You know, it'll be about an hour and a half to two hours long. Uh, and here are some of the players. If you're watching, you can see them. I'll, I'll, um, this is also posted online as well. These are the current people that are committed to play in the game on Saturday, October 12th to celebrate Wilson football program's 75th season. So, uh, we've got uh, about 30 people coming back for now. We're still looking for more like to get at least another 15 to 20 more people. So if you're a former football player and you would like to get in on this action, again, email me, joe at bulldoghour.com or wilsonbulldogsfootball at gmail.com. Uh, you know, all, all are welcome. Any former player, we'd love to have you back and to suit up one more time, get to play on the Gursky Stadium turf and see some action. And again, we're not... If you are a former player, we want you there. I don't care how old you are or how out of shape you think you are, because that was one of the biggest things is people saying, well, I, I can't do that. I'm not. does not matter. Come back and play. We're going to organize it so that you're going to compete with people, you know, in the same age group, same generation are going to go against one another. It's not. We're not going to send people out from 1969 against kids that graduated in 2009. That's not how things are going to operate. So uh, please consider playing. It will be a lot of, a lot of fun, a great time. And it's a, a fundraiser for the football program. So if there's any other questions about that, let me know. But it's going to be a, a great time, and we hope to see a lot of you there. Obviously, this is still, you know, just not quite six months away, a little less than six months away. So we have plenty of time. We haven't opened up ticket sales or anything like that. We're still trying to finalize details. But this is coming, and it's going to be a big event. And we hope everyone uh, will uh, will show up and, and have a great time watching some uh, past coaches and players at the uh, football stadium one more time. I know you were saying how some of the players are, are kind of thinking, some of the former players are thinking like, oh, man. But, like, I, I kind of have some of that feeling as you're reading off lists. And this this happened for the first time last year that I believe when you were reading off the teams that were, like, being honored. And last year is 2008 and this one 2009. I'm like, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Like, what? You yeah. know, like, that's – Ooh, uh, yeah, that's that's like a punch in the gut, in 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 a good way, you know, like down are those guys, but um, I, I it just makes me feel old. I know, old. right? <laughs> so before we look at the 2020 schedule, let's let's do the helmet reveal because I think a lot of people were interested in that, and let's uh, take a look at that. So, um, for the 75th season, a lot of stuff is happening. A lot of things are going to be offered. A lot of that is going to be announced in the next two or three months. You know, we're getting some of that stuff out there now. But one of the things that just um, was finalized and is ready to go is going to be the helmet that Wilson is wearing this fall. And I mentioned, if you're just tuning in at the top of the show, this isn't anything extreme. It's not a new base coat. You know, they're not wearing gray or red or black or anything like that. The face masks are staying white. Unfortunately, there will only be one stripe. I tried my best. I know for you old school Wilson football people, you want three stripes back on the helmet, and I would have loved to have seen it for one year, but the way things are done now, it's just not feasible to do that for, for one season, and uh, they were not open to that idea. <laughs> I also would have loved to have seen them go back to gray face masks just for this season, but you know, financially, you can't do that for just one year, and it's a lot to change over. So the basics are staying the same. It's a white face mask, white helmet, red stripe, and then the two logos. But Which I'm the fan of. The, I, I the, like the white face mask. Yeah, I know you do. I know. I, I've we come talk around about it. We that. talk about it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like. 
pretty much every away game. Yeah, I, I've come <laughs> around on it because um, I really I played with the red face mask and I was so used to the red face mask. And then before that, it was the gray. So white was new, but you know it's fine. I, I don't have any problem with it. I, I really would have liked to have seen the three stripes because that that's what I remember seeing and that's what Wilson had for so many years until they changed to the single stripe. I think in 98 i think Cantafio's first year was when the, right. th- the three stripes were dropped and the single was adopted and it's been that way since so we you know we're working on we're in starting decade three of having the single stripe so unfortunately no three stripes is not coming back but what will be different this year is one of the logos on uh, to me it looks like it's going to be on the right side of the helmet the logo will be different it is not going to be a bulldog so maybe that'll be a little bit shocking to people. And we're kind of going in a way that other teams have in the past where they have one logo on one side, a different logo on the other side, or one logo and no logo like we see the Steelers do in the NFL. That's not the case. There are two logos. It's just they're not the same. One side's one, one side's the other. So let's take a look at it, and I have pictures that will zoom in. But this is what the Wilson football helmets will look like this fall to celebrate the 75th season of Wilson football. So... Like I said, the pictures are going to get bigger here. I'm going to zoom in shortly, but you can see the picture on the right, um, despite the glare, that is your pretty typical Wilson Bulldog logo, but you'll notice some writing on it. It says 75th season, and uh, we'll get to that in a moment of why that's significant. But on the left-hand side, you see something drastically different, something you haven't seen on a Wilson helmet in probably, well, I know exactly when the last time (laughs) you saw it was. It was back in 1977. So in the 60s, late 60s, and throughout the 70s, Wilson wore a red football with a white W inside of it. That was on their helmets. So that is what's going to happen this year. Wilson is going to have two different logos, one commemorating the 70th season and then one kind of throwback to uh, just acknowledge the past of Wilson football. So let's take a little bit closer look here now and get a better idea of the design the uh, the logos were researched, and I don't want to say designed by me because I didn't make the art on the one on the left, the W. I commissioned that from a buddy of mine, but uh, I researched and, and made the one on the right, the 75th season one, and the Wilson W football logo I found in yearbooks and reference photos, which we're going to look at shortly, and that's what we're going to be uh, wearing on Friday nights this fall, and I can go... One a little bit closer just so you can get all the detail. Check it out. The Wilson football W on the right side. The 75th season Bulldog on the left side. Now we'll take a look at inspiration for these. You can see back in 1994 when Wilson was celebrating the 50th season oh, so of the team. Cool. I didn't. I didn't know that. Uh, Wilson wore the what was at the time was a white bulldog with a red outline, and it said 50 years. 1994 was the 50th season of the program, celebrated you know on on the shirts and helmets for the year. A lot of these were recycled and made into lamps. And I know uh, Doc has one in his office with an old school helmet has the 50 years logo on it, and uh, so that's where the inspiration came for the 75th season bulldog on the right. That's what's going to be worn uh, in 2019. So that's where uh, that's where that came from. If you if you were wondering, if for those people that haven't seen it before, now the W in the football. There's a reference photo for you. That's from a yearbook. I have plenty others, but that was the best one that I could find, and uh, you know it was remade as best as possible. It was a, li- was a little bit smaller back then, but you can clearly see the three stripes in the in the, in the helmet right there. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so that is where that comes from, and that's what will be worn on one side of the Wilson football helmets to commemorate the program's 75th season in 2019. So, Justin, what are your takes on that? I really like it. I like how um, it's a queer throwback to, you know, many of the uh, years past. You know, you have – I see, I was not aware I, of the 50th season logo, Um so that that's kind of cool. Like I liked it on its own, the standalone on seventy fifth. But knowing that that was is bring being brought back from twenty five years ago, I think that's really cool too. Um, I I had seen the football logo with the um, white W in it before, 
probably through things where we have been discussing or looking at things um, or maybe, you know, prop maybe looking at some of the old plaques, um, mm-hmm. you know, from family members being on some of those teams. Right. And, uh, you know, way back. Um, but, um, but I also like that it, you, we kept the, uh, the Chrome kind of finish right, yep. that of the more recent teams. So it's not just a straight, you know the straight throwback. It's kind of like blending some of those throwback features, but also adding some of the right. new I features. Mean, so with with like I said, the the stripe thing, I I get it, but like I didn't grow up with that. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't really my thing. But I love the white face man. <laughs> I know I mentioned that before. I, well, I like the yeah. the white. I like when they have the white all white uniform with the white helmets. Um, but I, I really like, I like that it's kind of different on both sides. And like you said, it's not some drastic thing. It's not some color, for, you know, or, you know, or some really even some like formatting change. And it's to commemorate the season. You know, I think it's a good way to do that. It, it's a one-off. Like it's not going to, this isn't sticking around, you know, the bulldog will go, you know, will lose the 75th season mark next in 2020. And it'll be back on the other side as well. The bulldog will be back. It's just for this one year. So just a nice, nice way to, um, you know, mark the, uh, the, uh, the celebration and to, uh, bring back something from over 40 years ago. And, uh, you know, it was cool. It was fun to design. It was fun to work with, uh, with Matt Bender and the team and just kind of being like, Hey, look, look what I made here. Are you interested in this? (laughs) Do you want to, do you want to use this for anything? Wouldn't this look cool on a helmet, you know, kind of thing. And, and it does, I think it looks really cool. I, I do really like it. And like you said, I do like that they kept the chrome not going back. Like that was introduced in 2016, was it? I know. I it think fe- it was 2016. It feels super recent to me. I know it's been a few years. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I think this will be the another fourth sign year of wearing being it. Old. <laughs> like when you're like, oh yeah, the new, you know, I'm like the new Chrome part, and you're like, yeah, that's that's not all that new. No, I think I think this I will mean, be the fourth. Relatively season speaking, it, when so. you're talking 75 seasons, four years. It is still relatively new, but <laughs> right. Um, so there we go. So hopefully everyone likes it, and we will. Uh, I'm sure. Well, I know there'll be things with these logos on it, so there'll be the ability to buy these things in some way, shape, or form. Will be happening throughout the summer and and, and early fall as the season ramps up. So hopefully everyone. Uh, everyone likes that and is happy with the reveal. We'd love to hear your remarks, so leave a comment or send me an email and uh, just let me know what you think of uh, the helmets, the 75th season stuff, anything. Uh, again, Wilson Bulldogs Football at gmail.com. All right, so the final thing to talk about this evening is going to be stuff relating to 2020. So 2019 season isn't even here yet, but we're still talking about a year plus from now, 2020, and that's from what happened with the Lancaster Lebanon League and their realignment starting with the next two-year cycle, which begins with the 2020 uh, season in the fall of 2020. And we mentioned two months ago on episode one of this fifth season of the Bulldog Hour that the athletic directors had voted to switch football from three sections to four. And then a few weeks later, the principals agreed, and it was adopted an official Lancaster Lonely football is switching from uh, three sections to four sections, oh. which is a, a big change. It, it throws a wrench into some things. Actually brings back the possibility, though, in the future of the Berks League joining Lancaster Lebanon League. I think that actually opens up the door a little bit wider than it had been because you run into some scheduling issues, as you're going to see here. Right, and that – we mentioned that uh, – I probably a year or so ago when that was being thrown around and we, I, I said, you know, cause that was, it was an interesting thing and it was pretty much, you know, shot down, but I, you know, not just me, I'm not saying it was my idea, but the one thing I, I remember distinctly thinking and saying was that will, there will be a push for that if, and when teams have scheduling problems, right? because that is what has prompted the Berks league to be open to those such, you know, those ideas of kind of looking, um, the LL, like in terms of, especially some of the smaller schools haven't experienced those same things. Like the one that pops to my mind all the time is why missing having to travel up to, I believe it was Mifflin, Mifflin County, County to play yep. a six, a school, right. Who they beat. Um, yep, but did. it, it, I, you know, those scheduling conflicts, I know Burke's Catholic has scheduling issues, you know, like those types of things. Um, 
ever present. Right. In the Burks League. If that permeates into the LL League, then you might have be looking for a more permanent solution than right. trying to find people to fill your schedule every year or it at least every other year. And um, at worst, you know, you know, multiple times, you know, trying to not being able to get people on for the two year cycles, you know, just trying to fill in those single games. Yeah, that, that's really tough on athletic directors then. Yeah. So we could see that starting, you know, as soon as, well, next year, 2020 for the LL teams, because of the way the sections are going to be set up, you're only going to have five league games, which means you need five non-league games. You know, it was tough enough when they forced for this two-year cycle, an extra non-league game, but they fixed that by saying, Hey, you're going to do a crossover game. And, you know, they're, they're still going to mandate that. So there's still going to be three non-league games and a crossover game, but then we got to squeeze in another non-league game to satisfy the full 10 game schedule. The way it sets up now, and this was announced literally, I think like the day after we, we did our last show, uh, Paul Roberts from WEEU announced that Wilson and Exeter would be playing starting in 2020. And it was announced by him that it would be September 11th, 2020, the first meeting. That would be game three of the 2020 season. Wilson will travel to uh, Exeter and Don Thomas Stadium on September 11th. I'd expect Central Dolphin to stay on the schedule in game one, although that's not confirmed. This is just my conjecture. Then Wilson would host Governor Mifflin most likely in game two. Again, not confirmed, but from everything I've heard during interviews over the last four years, I don't think Wilson Mifflin's going away anytime soon. I don't think anybody wants it to. And they well, and they want it to be they want it to be Labor Day weekend. They like having it. Labor right. Day I know weekend. there's a lot of people who enjoyed the, when that was the f- opening game. You know, again, things that make you feel old. We remember it being the last game, right? Um, but that went away a while ago and then it was that opening game and that was really cool when you know that was that opening game um now i think both sides are seem to be in agreement that right they really like it being that labor day weekend because minus flash flooding you are going to get massive (laughs) yeah that wasn't great yeah oh my gosh not a great time yeah so hopefully we can avoid that this year. Yes, if we could, that would be great. That'd be great. <laughs> so game one, Wilson at Central Dolphin, likely. Game two, Wilson versus Mifflin, likely. Game three, basically, I confirmed. I haven't heard anyone debunk it or say no. no. Wilson at Exeter. Then we have a spot open, right. and Wilson should be in line to most likely host that game, I would think, because if you have four non-league games, Ideally, you do two and two, two, and two but... you would think. Uh, that only gets dicey depending on how the LL does the crossover games and then the non because when you play your league games now you get three home and two away. Right. There had or been talk, two home and three away. There had been talk about them forcing the two. Again, this was all talk, but about forcing the second crossover game, right? Which it, they did I, not. Yeah, they did do. not go that but direction. I feel like they they kind of left themselves that option to. If they're having scheduling issues, they can be like, oh, well, we'll put in that second crossover game, which, again, teams don't want to have to go look for teams to play. The other things teams don't want is being told they have to play certain so-called crossover games where they're essentially playing non-league games that they don't have control over, which they don't like. No, You know, teams like to your your league and section, whatever, you know, in in. Uh, LL, we call, just number them, you know, one in mid pen, they name them and stuff like that. But your section, you know, those games are obviously pretty well set, but having your non league games dictated to you through crossover games is not ideal. And I, I just mean that like it doesn't seem like lots of teams like that, even though they do produce some good games. Like, you know, like Mannheim Central Wilson is, is a lot of fun to watch. I'm not coaching and prepping for that right. game on either side. You know, and so. Even though it's not mandated a second crossover game, a lot of the non league non league games yeah, are going to be between well, LL teams. LL teams do that already. Yeah, like they already do a lot. Of yeah, that, and, you know? so we've seen in the past Warwick playing right. some some of the section two teams, and when you see like you know yeah, so so we don't know who Wilson's fourth game is going to be is right. what we're saying, right. but odds are it being someone from su- the suburban Philly. District one, right. that's the likelihood that's been thrown about. 
So you're talking about probably one of the downtown schools or possibly Coatesville. That's where the direction it would look, unless it ends up being another LL team. But again, I don't know that Wilson's going to go that direction because they're already playing all the biggest LL teams in league play. I don't know that they'd find a taker in LL either. Right. Because the one that would is forced to in in Manheim Central. Right. And like who else is And probably in terms of recent success the next most likely candidate would be Cocalico and I'm not sure anyone wants to do that so I mean it would be interesting to see if another mid-pen team stepped on there because we have had that we have doubled up on the mid-pen for a few years yeah um, we've played CD East we've done you know, Harrisburg you know we have Central Dolphin right now would anyone else show up what about I this mean, is me I have not heard this right it would be interesting to see like a Cumberland Valley or something like that yeah I don't know that Either side would want that. You know, I like, I threw that out as a suggestion, uh, and right the the talk immediately <laughs> turned to suburban to uh, District One to Downingtown East, Downingtown West, and Coatesville because which is of their, their league situation. So right, which is interesting now though because that used to be thrown out there because we wouldn't face that team until a state championship in theory, right? You know, or like or like for Parkland in the scrimmage. Now, Parkland in the scrimmage still would appear that way because of the, the, yeah, the way that they but like things. Um, you know, like some of those things were, well, we wouldn't have to face them again until the state championship game, which is, you know, that's a problem for future Wilson. Right, you know? right, right. But like that's not the case anymore. I mean, they'd gladly meet them in the state semifinal. Yes, you know, like, yes, yes. You know, like – you know, you're playing one different. of the Downingtown teams, and you're like, "Oh no, we're gonna ha- we might have to play them twice." Well, you know what? If you're playing them at the end of November, that's that's a good. Yeah, it's amazing what calendar context will do for, for yeah. feelings. So, yeah. so who are the five teams that Wilson will play in in their new Section One? Well, that will be the obvious ones: Hempfield, Manheim Township, McCaskey, and Penn Manor. Those are your other six A's with Wilson. Now, for the uh, Next to your cycle starting in 2020, it's going to be Cedarcrest, which I think is the only team that got kind of screwed over in this because they requested to be in Section 2, right. and they did and not get it. I see that they're also listed as 6A. I'm not sure, but I know that they are relatively close to that cutoff. They are, and um, that could change because we'll have this right. this coming fall, or I think they usually put it out in December, the new numbers for the... PIAA alignment right. structure will come out. That will be interesting, just in the sense of if Warwick jumps when, back up now, to six A and Cedar Crest drops to five A. Right, because because of Cedar Crest being that six A, like Wilson's league schedule, while only five teams, is all all six A schedules. Right, so you know. which is probably why they did it that way. Oh, it's absolutely yeah. Despite Warwick being the stronger program at this instant over the last few years, yeah. Cedar Crest not not as strong, but you know they went pretty much by enrollment at least for the top two classes because I believe se- yeah. the new section two is all five A schools now not all of the five A schools but section two is all five A right. schools yeah. just like section one is all six A schools but not all of the six A schools so yeah. all right getting all fired up punch yeah just punching the microphone <laughs> all right so uh, real quickly here, let's take a look at the class of 2020 recruiting. How is that going for our young men who are going to be seniors this coming year? And let's see if I can pull it up here. And let's start with uh, our offensive lineman and defensive lineman. We've got two of them on this list here. We'll start with Adam Venino. He's been visiting schools, potential um, locations for him to continue his athletic and academic career, including at Lehigh. And also Villanova and Lafayette. So Adam Venino is taking uh, taking visits to some some schools in and around uh, it's South Central, Southeastern, or I guess Eastern Pennsylvania. So good visits for Adam this spring. Lehigh, Villanova, and Lafayette. Uh, then let's let's jump to Avanti here. This started with a, a big bang back in February where he visited Virginia Tech. Oh yeah, well that's probably a good idea. So let's show that. So I didn't show Adams here, but let's uh, show Avanti's. We'll, I'll try to bring Adams back up then. But here Avanti, Virginia Tech visit. He's also been to Connecticut, Syracuse. And Pitt. 
that's unfortunate. <laughs> that's unfortunate, Avanti. Uh, but but good for you. Good like, for I'm, I'm very I'm him. very happy. Anytime and, Wilson and, players and getting looks from D1 schools. I believe that's schools. a picture with public enemy number one. Yeah, right now. Yeah, if you if you're the, the walking talking Avengers yeah, spoiler. Yeah, don't Lashawn McCoy just <laughs> got to stay off social media, man. Not not good. Not good. So a lot of a lot of big visits for Avanti. And he's sporting a lot of different number 38 jerseys here as his uh, recruiting ramps up. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens with his recruiting throughout the summer and into this fall. And then the last one here that's been making visits is uh, Adam's uh, line mate, Nate Keller. He got his first offer to play at Ottawa University. He's also taking visits to uh, Marist and New Hampshire. So... Couple Wilson players, at least three of them. It's a pretty awesome picture getting, of the stadium, right? That like, is that oh, is really man, really cool. That's really one. cool. <laughs> uh, so visits and offers for a few Wilson Bulldogs rising seniors in Adam Venino, Nate Keller, and Avanti Lockhart, and we'll keep you updated on that when they get more offers, take more visits, or when they finally make a verbal commitment. Of course, signing day will not be until February of next year. So a lot of cool stuff for some you know, future uh, college football players. So fun stuff. It's cool to see. I love when they uh, when they send that information out. And uh, m- make sure you guys are uh, tagging Wil- at Wilson Bulldogs on these visit announcement- announcements on Twitter or Instagram so that I can make sure that I retweet them and we talk about them here on the show to let more people know about uh, your recruiting because a lot of people are interested in it. I know some people think that's crazy, but a lot of people get very, very interested in – uh, high school and collegiate recruiting, the recruiting process. So last thing here, a couple announcements for kind of for the next show that I talked about at the top of this show. In June, when we have our next show, we're going to be recapping uh, some events that are coming up this summer, pr- literally a few days before our next show. And that is uh, a fundraiser for the team is on Friday, June 21st. That is the annual golf tournament run by the uh, the football coaches We've got information on that for you. That's actually up on the blog. And I I highly recommend that. It, it's a lot of fun. It's a good time. Um, you get to go out with some friends and, and have a good time on a Friday afternoon and, you know, play some golf and the food's good, like all, all that stuff. It, it's, it's, I highly recommend it. Um, they usually get a pretty good turnout. So you want to make sure you, you talk to Mr. Bender and, and get that. Um, get your registration in and everything, but I, I really do highly recommend that. It, it's a lot of fun. This year will be the 21st annual Bulldog Golf Tournament. Again, it's Friday, June 21st of this year at Manor Golf Club. The shotgun start is at 1 o'clock. Cost is $80, and that gets you the greens fees, a cart, food and beverage, uh, balls for the range, chance for prizes, and just know that you're helping out the Wilson football program. Yeah, I had, I played the last few years, and then I missed last year because I was coming off of four days of jury duty and leaving to drive through the night to Florida. I'm um, still waiting for a reason why you didn't play. <laughs> yeah. Is it because it was the uh, first time I ever went? Um, it's probably because, well, yeah, that's actually it. We'll go with that. We'll go okay. with that. So, Instead of saying something that <laughs> so you can make you can get a, a foursome together. You can also be a whole sponsor. Another way to offset yeah, costs and raise, raise money. It. Yep, if you can't make it or you run a business or you just want to show your support, again, uh, you can find all this information on the blog, which is wilsonbulldogs.blogspot.com. I also posted it on the Facebook page, and I believe actually I have all these PDFs that you can print out and mail back back to Matt Bender on bulldoghour.com. I believe it's on the homepage. You can go check it out there. So we want to make sure this event fills up, and it's uh, you know it's rapidly approaching. It's less than two months away. So also in about two months, actually the day before the fundraising golf event is the team's annual seven-on-seven that they host at the Wilson Athletic Campus uh, in and around Gursky Stadium. They usually welcome like eight to 12 other teams from not just Pennsylvania, but from surrounding states as well. And it's a good time to see very early returns on your uh, you know, your rising players, who's going to step up and uh, be like this year, we, Wilson needs to replace a quarterback. You know, we, Avanti's back, so we don't need... I, you know, we're going to try to find another running back with Elijah moving, but Avanti back, you don't necessarily need to have a, a bunch of guys, bunch of guys you're trying to figure out. Cause you got one back, but there's a, 
there's a lot of places on defense that we're going to have to fill in some holes, and it'll be interesting to see where those guys are, what to be seniors are going to step up, what underclassmen are going to step up, and what do some guys that didn't get much time last year see what they can do when given the opportunity. And the first chance for the public to see that, if you want to sit in the bleachers and watch, is uh, on Thursday, June 20th. It, it starts, I think usually like i want to say nine ish in the morning and they run i think three or four sessions so you'll get to see wilson play i believe it's four teams two in the morning then two after lunch and it's around uh, the wilson high school campus wilson's almost always on gursky stadium uh, and uh you know it's a, it's a great thing to see if you have free time on a, a thursday in the summer literally maybe the first day of summer it may be and uh check out the wilson football team your first look at the 2019 squad and that will be again thursday june 20th all right well i think that oh in a month from now a little bit closer the tri-county all-star game is happening friday may 24th that's the friday of memorial day weekend at retail stadium which is the campus of manai central Wilson had three players picked, but only one quarterback, Anthony Futrick, is going to be participating in the game. So if you can't make it, BCTV will be broadcasting the game. Is that through Bruce? That that is through Bruce Badgley, and, who and his work. I uh, mean, right? Yeah, yeah BCTV he, obviously is helping support. He, yeah, Bruce Badgley is the one that spearheaded this. He's the one organizing it. He's the one running it. He's going to be on there commentating, and I'm going to be a part of that broadcast. Um, live from Mannheim Central for the 2019 Tri-County All-Star Game featuring Wilson Bulldog quarterback Anthony Futrick. All right, let's just double-check, make sure we got everything. Okay, one last little thing here to put out there. Uh, it was on the show where we talked about it last last show at the end of February that at the end of March a new show would be, be debuting. And... Uh, that happened on March 31st, and that was the My Wilson Football Story show, which was a lot of fun to do. Hopefully, a lot of you got to watch it. It was me sitting down with Chad Henney, and he talked about, you know, every, I had him talk about every game from his uh, Wilson football career. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, it's available on YouTube. It's on the Facebook page. It's almost two and a half hours long, so it's not short. But it, there's a lot of highlights in there. There's pictures. It's uh, it, it was it was a lot of fun to do. A lot of work, but a lot of fun to do. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you know, I know I was talking to you through that process, um, and it. I I know um, you, you put a lot of time and effort into that, and it was great that Chad. You know, twice in this this offseason, right, yeah. has has been willing to you yeah know, that was give that up was his great. time um, and energy. He he's been great to work with. So you know, thank you to him as well uh, for helping us and and allowing us to do those things. But um, you know, it, it's just a cool insight into you know one of the the bigger figures in the program's history. Um, you know, to kind of get his insight and in some of you know because we all take different things away from different you know, eras. And, um, it's just interesting hearing some of, some of the other sides of the story. I mean, I guess same side, but you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just different takes on the same, uh, stories and, and how he remembers them and, and things like that. It, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It, it was very cool. It was, it was a lot of fun to do and I'm looking forward to doing the next version of it. And if I can find where my slide is for it, I plus will. you get to relive that 2000. Right, yeah, that was, yeah, that that was the, the best part of, uh, of, of doing Chad's story first was that it includes me for a large chunk of that. I was on so, those teams, so, so I have a lot of, uh, a lot of yeah. information. But uh, so I have my second, oh, man. My second oh, interview. Man. I haven't done it yet. This is just an announcement that it's coming. So I figured let's make, make that announcement here. And I, it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that this person has a lot of knowledge oh, about the Wilson gosh. football program. Yes. And that will be one Mr. John Doc Moyer. Uh -huh. He is going to be sitting down with me to talk about his 40 years with the Wilson football program. And he's got a lot of stories to tell. And I've been talking to him a lot recently. 
about his time with the program. And this is all just leading up to me asking him if he will do the show for me. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be way different from Chad because, well, Doc's not a player, so I don't have highlights of him so, on the field, but he has yeah, a ton of stories uh, to tell. Yeah, he does. I've I've gotten to talk to Doc a couple of times. I've had him come in and talk to my uh, classes a few times and just some of the stories there. Yeah. Man, it's. Yeah, it's it's it'll it'll be a good one. You won't I just, want to miss it. I just went up to him recently to get some of his. He had scrapbooks from every year that he's been at Wilson, for news article cutouts and pictures and programs. And I'm borrowing them to continue my documentation for the for the Wilson football archive. And he's just telling me stories. And I'm just like, don't waste these on me now. I need right. to be recording no, these. Just, yeah. So yeah, he, we're gonna sit down. Hopefully, sometime in the next you know four to six weeks record you know an hour or two with him and then uh throw something together and then debut that for the second episode of my wilson football story but i think he's a great one to have on yeah that'll be a coin and it's also a different perspective again of a lot of things that people are aware of or maybe even not aware of but like it'll it'll be fun so i don't have a date for that because it hasn't even happened yet but hopefully you know it's going to be a lot of editing it is going to be a lot there's going to be a lot to do but again uh, hopefully before the season starts you know maybe hopefully mid-summer i will have the second episode of my wilson football story a sit down with john doc moyer all right now i think that's pretty much everything i mentioned shirts and merchandise available at bulldoghour.com or you can see them in person at may's sandwich shop uh, milestones we said this two months ago but i'll say it again defensive coordinator ernie wolver is sitting at 195 wins so mm-hmm. another average wilson football season will put him well over 200 and a season that many of us hope they have will put him Closer to um, you know, two hundred five maybe plus range, which is where we'd like to uh, be yeah, sitting when yeah. we're talking here so this say, time maybe, next year. Maybe we can uh, you know celebrate that in in maybe in September sometime. That would that would be fantastic, right? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. All right. So again, like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us there. Wilson Bulldogs, Wilson Bulldogs football, Bulldog Hour. Uh, Mister Raffoff or Mister Underscore Raffoff at Coach Joe Mays. A uh, whole bunch from us coming in the future. We'll be back in two months. Justin, you got anything else to add before uh, we uh, leave for this uh, this time? No, I mean, you know, like we said, we, we've kind of been, there's a lot of the same topics from last time, a couple updates and things like that. We know the guys have been working hard in the offseason and we'll continue through the spring. Um, I know some of the other guys have, their, have been having some success in other sports. Keep that up. Keep working hard. But we look forward to... Uh, you know, the things that they'll be able to develop this summer. So, yep. And lastly, I'll throw it up one more time before we go. A look at the helmet coming to Gursky Stadium and surrounding athletic fields in the Berks, Lancaster, Lebanon area. Well, and we're going to Spring Ford. So, down that way too, <laughs> Chessmont, yeah. uh, uh, this season. I'm looking forward to that. But I think that's it. So, for Justin Raffoff, I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for watching or listening to the second episode of the Bulldog Hours fifth season. We'll be back in two months in the end of June to recap the 7-on-7 and the golf tournament. But until next time, remember, go go Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bulldog Hour. Want more Wilson football? Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or visit www.bulldoghour.com. The Bulldog Hour is a feature program on jmnjrradio.com.